one of the common denominators of being a woman is storytelling. Whether we're telling a story to our kids at night to try to get them to go to bed, or we are telling our friends what happened the other day over coffee, or we're working to tell a story to promote ourselves and our brand and our business. We all tell stories. The question becomes, how do we do it when it is for our business and we are trying to get a point across and we only have three seconds to make an impact? Enter Alex Street. He's a storytelling coach who today is going to share a lot of information on how you can share your story to connect with your audience and really how that leads to better sales. He has done a lot of things in his time. He's worked with youth, he's been an actor, a public speaker, and he has this really cool specialized blend of storytelling where he works captivating content in with a powerful performance and a very specific message. And that's one of the things that sets him apart. Um, He's the host of the Fearless Speakers Academy and the Make Speaking Magical video course. He has a master's in theological studies and lives in Toronto, Ontario with his wife, and his three Gen Z kids. So today he's going to come on and he is going to help us tell our stories in a way that converts and makes sense. And there is no doubt in my mind that this is absolutely going to bless your business. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, Every week, I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Alex, thank you so much for joining the show today. It is, I'm so excited to have you. (laughs) Sarah, it is my absolute pleasure. It is a joy to be here and I'm excited for where this conversation is going to go. Perfect. So I just read your bio, which is wonderful and all over the place because you've done so many different things. But tell me a little bit more about you and how you got to this place in your life. Mm, Okay. So, I mean, the place that I'm at right now of helping people uncover their story, right? Turn it into a message and and share that with an audience with clarity to get to this point has really for me been an uncovering of my own story and realizing that this is the thing that comes easy to me. This is the thing that I am most passionate about. This is the thing that I can do that truly other people cannot do. And that journey of uncovering that um, is what allows me to step forward with such confidence and clarity to know that as I do this, it will make a difference. So that all comes from a story, a life of being in a story. I grew up in a storytelling family. My mom was an actress. My dad was a photographer. So he told his stories with his camera and was a journalist. Um, and my mom told stories on stage. So me and my brother just absorbed that. 
And I took that to the stage to follow in my mom's footsteps to the stage. And then as a speaker and as a youth pastor and finding all kinds of ways to tell my own story or tell stories that obviously have been told for hundreds of years in new and fresh ways. And then over a number of different circumstances, getting to the point where realizing now, really in the past, I don't know, year and a half, two years, that, uh, that these gifts are completely transferable and need to be shared and storytelling will change the world. So here I am stepping into this thing that I've always kind of believed, but now truly see the power of. And I think that's really the, the journey that we all have. And that's why I'm, I'm here. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. how far back can you remember telling stories? Because immediately I'm thinking of my so two-year-old who tells me the most ridiculous stories <laughs> using words that I don't even know are words until he tells them to like me. A oh yeah. Okay, baby. Yeah. yeah wow, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh man, I don't remember you know, me actually going into my own storytelling world is action figures and video games. I got mm -hmm. sucked into video games big time. And, and, you know, we think of that as a time waster, but it's, it's, I'm, in, I'm engulfing myself into a world as the hero. It's, it's this mm -hmm. really adventurous thing that I'm doing as a young boy going in and being Mario. Like, of course, I'm going to vanquish these foes, whatever that looks like. But I'm trying to get to a goal. So there's a story that I'm, I'm putting myself into with, with action figures. I would do that as young as, you know, six younger. I remember specifically in second grade, this is what sparked it for me. In second grade, my mom was the uh, producer and director, costume mistress, everything for the school production for mm -hmm. our elementary school. And she chose to do the pantomime of Cinderella. And pantomime just means like, silly version of the Cinderella story. And so my brother and his best friend were the ugly stepsisters. And she's like, I need to get, I need to get my other son on stage. Oh, can, how do I get Alexander on stage? And this got to be a way. So it's <laughs> lovely British woman. So she created this scene in Cinderella where there was a teddy bears picnic. I don't know. Cinderella had all these animal friends. So it's the Teddy Bears Picnic song. And then all these characters in Teddy Bear costumes come out. I had a Winnie the Pooh costume that I wore for <laughs> Halloween that year. So naturally, she's like, this is your starring role, Alexander. Go out there and play badminton. And I crushed it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have any lines or anything. I just danced and galloped around the stage. Um, but I'm telling you, something sparked. Something lit within me. To mm -hmm. see the lights on the stage, to go through the dress room, I can put myself back in that situation. And, you know, those are the moments mm -hmm. that we look back to and we're like, something, something significant is there. If I can remember that moment of all the moments, then there's something to that. There's Absolutely. something about that moment that matters. And so that's, that's really kind of how far back I go, I guess, really going into that. And then you did theater all throughout the rest of your your mm -hmm. youth up until the point where you decided you wanted to be a professional actor <laughs> that is this is correct <laughs> I mean really it was like I mean ninth grade mm -hmm. leaning into that and being like I'm gonna be the drama kid like that's gonna be my community that's gonna be my well, people I was the drama kid too yeah. there you go so uh and that is whatever you think it is right I mean for me for a while that was like 
I'm going to wear a backpack around school so people think I've got something to hide. Like these are the actual thoughts that go through my head when I'm trying to figure out my identity. Um, for a while, I remember I had a script, right, for like the play. And I would just carry that around in the halls between classes. I would just carry a script in front of my face so people knew. Isn't that lame? So people knew. <laughs> Not lame at all. No, I know. But you're just so desperately trying to create an identity for yourself. That That's yeah. what that was. But um, yeah, leaning into that and and seeing myself, seeing that dream um, happen was an absolute, uh, you know, there's, there's no other way. Of course, that's what was going to happen. I was going to win an Oscar by the time I was 21. No doubt. Mm, um, had the speech written, <laughs> literally had the speech written. It's in the garbage burned somewhere now, but, um, <laughs> in a rage of fury, but, uh, that, that, that was the path. And, and then until it wasn't, you know, and then storytelling was always a part of it, but was there yeah. like a defining moment where you were like 180, let's, let's do this new thing. Yeah. So for sure. Great, great question. Because I think that's what we're all looking for, right? You look for those little clues early on and then you're like, okay, at what point, what's that turning point, right? That climax, mm -hmm. that over the hill moment, that, um, the hinge moment where everything's shifted and you leaned into this, you said, yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I'm going to do. You're super all, cynical moment. Exactly. Right. Yes. You've got the origin story. And then what you with that first time that you actually like, you know, um, fought crime or saved a woman or whatever it is where you're like, holy crap. This is the, thing. the power of the infinity <laughs> stone. <laughs> this is it. Um, yeah. And then you have some sort of dance party or something. I don't know what happens at Always. the end of guardians. So <laughs> then I mean, so my mom, right, as I say, she was such a massive influence. Um, she actually moved out when my parents got divorced when I was about nine years old, but still I was a mama's boy and saw myself following in her footsteps. So she was an actress her whole life, worked in West End London, which is like Broadway over there, then moved to Toronto and tried to make her life here. My parents met, she had kids and stopped acting for a while, and then after the divorce, I remember she got back into acting. There's a whole other story of how that was being suppressed and everything. But mm -hmm. over those years, my teenage years then, I lived in the theater. Like whenever I was with her, we would be in the theater. I would see the same show three times where I would sit backstage and see the magic happen behind the scenes and sit quiet as a mouse and just watch. So I knew I wanted to be a part of that. But then here's the key was about nine years ago, my mom got really sick really fast and stage four stomach cancer showed up out of nowhere, it seemed. Um, and she went in the hospital and within four weeks, we were saying goodbye. And and a few days before that happened, and if anybody's been through this, they know, what do you say, right? What do you, like there's all this like sort of conversation of like, oh, we'll get out of there. But then when you know that it's, when you know it's, it's not. Um, mm -hmm when you know it's not going to turn out the way that you want it to, it's just going to turn out the way that it's going to, what do you start talking about then? And that's when I started to ask a question. Like I just remember looking at her big brown eyes, Coke bottle glasses, uh, just so beautiful. And, and I said, like, did you like it? Did you like doing what you do as an actress? And she said, you know, it wasn't, I mean, in labored kind of speaking at that point, but it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't what I expected, but I loved every minute of it because the gift of entertainment 
the gift of being able to entertain people was just that a gift for me. But what she said next has stuck with me since she said, we had the opportunity to, to tell a story that connected with the audience in the theater that would shape their story when they leave the theater. And that to me was everything recognizing that like all the effort that we put into this moment into creating a great podcast or whatever it is that we're trying to create right here in this moment. When, once you release that and realize, Oh, what this could do is actually create a new story in somebody's life listening to this. That's what I'm leaning into. That's where the story matters. And that's where my story could connect with somebody else's story and help them in their life beyond this. And so something shifted that I didn't really do anything about until eight years later. But here we are. Sometimes those moments take a while to cook. And um, I can't just knowing your story isn't enough anymore, Sarah, for me. You have to be able to speak it. You have to share it because the story is going to change the world. That is possibly the most powerful mom advice <laughs> I have ever heard. So you, one, I'm sorry for your loss, but two, you obviously were absolutely blessed by that conversation with your mm. mother. I mean, And that is just... now such a huge part of your story. Absolutely. And it's, it's, there's so much to it, right? I mean, part of it is she had that in her all along, but I didn't find out until the last moments. Um, so there's something to be said with about having those conversations before uh, it's it's too late, as it were, or or before it's the end. Um, and then there's also something to be said with again just her wisdom and seeing that, and seeing that as as somebody who who looks so much for audience approval, which I do. I care so much if people are listening and how they're responding. She helped flip that on its head to say, it's actually not so much about this moment, but it's about what's going to happen here. That's going to change them out there. It's the, the stuff that you're never going to see. That's the impact. So I would ask you then as mm -hmm. the storytelling expert, Mm -hmm. What do you say, and most of the women who listen to this podcast, well, one, they're women, because I just said women, but most of them are entrepreneurs, they're moms, um, and obviously you can't connect with them on that level, but you can help them tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we as women, as moms, as entrepreneurs, as these people that wear all these different character hats, yeah, there's no one thing or there's no really exciting thing or my story's just boring. Mm. Like there's, there's not a defining moment. So how do we pull those defining moments out of this huge array of life? Gosh, that's so good. <laughs> I was, I was saying there's no boring stories, only boring storytellers. And so I help people become, you know, captivating storytellers to tell a good story. You don't even have to be a great storyteller. You just have to tell a good story to be remembered because our brains are so wired for story. So while you're looking for your story, this is such a good question. How do I relate to, to women with my work? And, and yet I do. Most of my clients in one-on-one -on -one coaching and my group programs have been women, 35 to 45 years old, starting a new thing. And they're asking these same questions. Like my story is too big. My story is too complicated. My story is boring. How do I find the moments that matter? Where are they all? Because for the last 20 years or 15 years or 10 years, it feels like a blur. It feels like it's all the same. 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, same day, every day. So where's the big moment? That's that I did a lot of stuff, but not a lot of stuff worth talking about. Right. And this is the thing, right? So a lot of us don't have diapers that changed. (laughs) (laughs) But this is this that's just it, right? So the fact that you are changing diapers, the fact that you are grocery shopping, the fact that you are um, focusing on laundry, like it, it all does matter because the fact that you see that as something that doesn't matter means that it became so mundane for you. It became so normal for you that at some point it wasn't though. At some point, even Mm -hmm. that task that is mundane for you now, it wasn't, it was a new thing and you shifted into that. And so what the, the mindset that you're in right now, that feeling that you feel when you're stuck, when you're feeling like unmotivated or you feel like you're in a dip, that feeling is the bottom. Like that, that is the, that's the place that you don't want to be. And I get that because for all that time that I was, and this is the connecting point, right? I may not be a mom. I do have kids, but I haven't been a mompreneur. I've been a privileged white male like that, you know, just leans into this and, and have had all of my experience that I've had, but I cannot specifically relate to yours. What I can relate to is the feeling, the feeling of knowing that you're meant for more. The feeling of knowing that you've got a message, you've got an idea, you've got something that needs to be shared because that's what I was going through high school, right, Sarah? That's what I was leaning into that and then becoming a youth pastor and wondering, is this message going to land or is this message going to offend somebody? I was constantly confused on what I was saying and who I was saying it to and knew still that I was meant for more and confused over why the thing wasn't happening and, and how do I build this thing? How do I create a business? constantly living in a state of confusion until a moment like that with my mom was just one of the moments that brought clarity to see, oh, I really care about this. I really care about storytelling. But how long did it take me to lean into that and create a business? Eight years. Mm. So the moments that we're looking for, those big, hyper, expansive, exciting, superhero defining moments are really so very rare. And if you're looking for those, it's going to be, it's going to feel like it's boring. But the moment when you went into the therapist's office and, and they said, you're not wearing makeup today. I feel like I see you for the first time. That's a defining moment, right? The moment when you're, you're, you, you put on a colorful outfit and earrings and your husband, not even in a jerkish way said, wow, you're like actually trying. And you're like, yeah, I am. Wow, I am. Those are defining moments. These are these are moments of people that I've worked with, right? It's it's the moment when you you're sitting in your car outside your office building, realizing I do not want to go in that building right now. That that's a change moment. Something's shifting there where you realize who I was is not who I am. And I need to explain this. And I need to go out and do something about this. And what's unique about all of those, even just the the half sentences that you just said, mm-hmm. is that they all instantly give us feelings. Exactly. Instantly exactly. give us feelings. I know exactly where I was parked in the parking lot, exactly what I was wearing yep. the day that I sat in my car outside of work and said, I really just don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. That's you? Is that your, that's your story? That is, that is a part of my story. Yes. I have, yes, I have a lot of story. I've done a lot of things, (laughs) but that is 
one of my defining moments where it was just this pocket. This is not what I want to be doing. Yep. Right. And so what do you do after that moment matters? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And here's the key is who you were before that moment matters just as much. Because that's, and that's everything that I described. I could tell you about just leaning into this and starting my business, you know, two years ago and saying, yeah, I'm a coach. I'm going to do the thing that I do well, which is speaking and storytelling. I'm going to help others do that. But what does that do? Great. Another success story, another business building story. I don't know. But I mean, you, you invited me into this, but to start as early as possible and to say, well, this is how I was brought up. This is who I was then sets the stage for that moment when my mom opened that up and things changed and I just said oh yeah it's actually it's not about me at all mm-hmm. it's not about if they like me it's about how I can change them so now I'm stepping in with clarity like I never had before so for you there's a moment when you're in that parking lot but what happened who were you before that how did you feel before that mm-hmm. and how did you feel how do you feel now? That's what your audience is going to want. But how you felt before is that's where they're going to find themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Because more often than not, right, as coaches, mm-hmm. we're speaking to who we were before we had that moment. For sure. Exactly. So so we spend a lot of time trying to define that and be like, who's my ideal client? Oh, it's me from 20, at 24 years old. Yeah. Little innocent, mm-hmm. naive me. Really little um, me. <laughs> if only she knew. And I see it. I'm not sure that I'm speaking to that version of me, but I'm definitely speaking about those feelings with clarity. Mm-hmm. And as I speak about those, this is what's surprising for me, right? In my business, um, I didn't pick the kind of, I didn't pick 40-year-old women as my, as my target client, <laughs> as my niche, but that's predominantly who I work with and see transformation with, and it's phenomenal, and I love it. Um, helping people find the power in their story at this stage is incredible. But it happens because I talk about confusion. I talk about being in a state of knowing you've got something like I just did, right? And so who comes to me? The ideal audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Once we have that defining moment, once we pin that down, as mundane as it may have seemed, Mm -hmm. what's next? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Without giving away all the secrets of your coaching and your course, what? Oh, please. Oh, I'm here to give it all away. Yeah. No worries. This yeah. is, um, I mean, I think about story like an arc, right? I mean, this this is nothing new. This is the oldest storytelling trick in the book. Even Pixar, the greatest storytellers out there right now, they, they'll start with an arc. They'll start with a three-act story. And it's it's just structuring like we have been, right? It's It's who I was, then the top of the arc, that sort of middle third, middle slice is what happened. And then the the final slice is who I am. So who I was, then what happened to make me who I am? As I told my story, right? If I can land on that moment, it's like, wow, that conversation with my mom was defining. There's another moment where I was in a mastermind, an entrepreneurship mastermind. It's the first one I've been into, been in. It was two years ago. And it was, you know, I step in the room with 50 perfect, brilliant and beautiful entrepreneurs in L.A., and I'm like a child coming in as, oh, I've got a baby business idea with no income. I wonder who can help me. And <laughs> I felt like a fool. But as soon as within the first hour, they did introductions and handed people the mic and they went alphabetically and Alex was first. 
And so I got the mic and where do I feel most comfortable, Sarah? On stage with a microphone. With the microphone. So I got up there and I was confident AF and then I sat down and somebody leaned over to me and said, you're really good at that. You need to teach us how to speak like you do. And immediately my gifts were affirmed in this new world, in this new setting, in this new environment. So it's just another one of those sort of what happened moments. So when you find those moments, Mm -hmm. then you go back and say, okay, who was I before that? Mm -hmm. And sort of, again, set the stage. Well, before that, I was confused, right? I was actually ashamed of my story. I felt like a little child, all those things, of course. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was confused all my life up until that moment when somebody brought clarity to that. Since then, (laughs) I mean, it's not. It's not easy, but I'm I'm quicker to recognize my fears. I'm quicker to recognize those doubts. And here I am showing up again with abundant clarity. So once you find that moment, it's just about going before and to who you are now and trying to define those with moments in themselves. Does that make sense? It absolutely does make sense. And another question for you, as you've mentioned now several defining moments in mm-hmm. your life personally. Yeah how the heck many stories are we supposed to have? Oh, right? This is so good too. <laughs> I like to think. Because uh, I can right. tell you a hundred different stories. Yeah. Maybe five of them will land, but yeah. how do we pick and how, like what should our story repertoire look like? Yeah. Brilliant. Because again, my story is too big. My story is too complicated. Right. So the key of what I was just talking about there, that arc, finding that big arc, that big story is really just about finding that main transformation. Who were you and who are you from this to this, from confused to clear, and I can help you do the same. That's what that story really helps you find, right? So take, you know, Peter Parker from high school kid to high strung superhero, like this is who he is. And And that transformation is the journey that we're going to follow through. Um, But when you look at that, there's all kinds of moments in between that. I love to use TV episodes or like a TV series to help to help clarify this. What's your favorite Mm -hmm. series like ever? Oh, put me on the spot. I love Scandal. Scandal. Okay. Now, this is tricky because I know nothing about Scandal. Um. It's a lawyer show, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a lawyer show. We can pick a different one. Let's uh... <laughs> you ask me like the worst question because I don't watch TV. Oh. I watch like Daniel Tiger. I've got a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what? We're going to run with that. Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Here we go. Let's Love go. it. <laughs> um, so what does he do? I mean, it's like Mr. Rogers, right? That's the new version exactly. of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So, exactly. so um. There's there's an entire series, let's say, I don't know, it's four seasons that they're actually doing, and then they just keep reproducing them. Um, and over the whole series, you're actually trying to, what's Daniel? Daniel Tiger is trying to explore his neighborhood. He's going from this, like, you know, a kid, or mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers is, you know, just from alone to connected. Like, it's all about how the whole world is connected. Here's my neighborhood. Let's go and explore. So it's like from mm-hmm. alone to connected, or from alone to community is really what it's all about. Or maybe from, again, lonely to friendship. That's what the whole mm-hmm. show is about, is about creating yeah. this bigger, expansive view, right? So that's what the whole thing is about. But then, of course, no, I mean, no kid is watching that entire story arc and thinking, wow, over four seasons, Daniel has really gotten more oh, community. No, we just watched the potty episode <laughs> 73 times in a row. 
But you think in a show like Scandal, you've got something where the character, the main character specifically, is going from something to something over that entire series. Mm-hmm. Think yeah. of Friends. They're going from friends to family over 10 seasons. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. So in Daniel Tiger, you've got all that. But then you've got this episode, and each episode is going to fo- follow its own story arc. Maybe this one mm-hmm. is about you know uh, handling grief, or this one is about learning shapes, or this one is about... Um, going yeah. on the potty, whatever it is, can he do it is the question. And can they go from this to this? And so while he's doing that, he's probably going to involve the help of some of his friends. And then they're going to become better friends because of that. And they might help them through a problem, which is going to build community. So at the beginning, when Daniel Tiger's trying to go through this issue by himself, at the end, he's got this whole community around him. So even each episode mm-hmm. is actually about going from friend to community, while the whole series is about doing a really big picture of that. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I think you made me hate Daniel a little bit less. <laughs> there we go. It's brilliant. So <laughs> Caillou, I don't know if I could do that with Caillou. He's, I can't handle that kid. But um, <laughs> or, or Dora, even Dora, I've got issues with. But, yeah. you know, she's taught us to explore, I guess. But here's, here's the thing. When you ask about our personal lives, we look at this big journey and we're like, who was I and who am I? And then you've got all these moments in between that are all the episodes of the show. And you could tell any given episode, absolutely at any time, any time you want to tell any one of those episodes in a more captivating way, you make sure that it's got an arc to it. So I could tell you about a time when I went on the subway for the first time and I had no idea in New York and I had no idea where I was going and the maps are so confusing. There's six levels underground of subways. How did I feel? I felt pretty confused. Then I got on the subway, went the wrong way. I finally asked someone who it turns out was homeless, but knew the subway system well, how to get to the Yankee Stadium. And he said, t- just get on that one and go that way. He gave me clarity and I felt more confident than ever. Mm. Story has nothing to do with storytelling my business or anything, but it follows the same journey of going from confused to clear, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm a more captivating storyteller overall because I'm actually telling the same kind of journey every time. But when you're looking at your big story and how to tell your story of your business and your brand and who you are, pick one, two, three key moments as being those like key turning point episodes that you tell and then lean into those and recognize that, yeah, when Dave gave me the first chance to speak when I was 17 years old, that was a key episode. When my mom passed away, that was a significant, that was probably a season really of my of my show right that that mastermind experience that was a key episode and i can lean into those and say this is one episode that tells the big story yeah. does that does that clarify absolutely absolutely so now i got to watch scandal though that's <laughs> it's, it's so good it's like trashy good <laughs> nothing so- better than a day after uh, after a day of watching daniel tiger's neighborhood and, uh, <laughs> Give me some trashy TV. Just about anything after a day of watching Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so, last question for you. Good. I'm a Sam. I'm a new entrepreneur. I'm listening to this podcast. I hear you talk about storytelling, and I go, "Oh crap! I need a story." Mm. Right. What are the simple one, two, quick things, action items that I can do, or that my listeners can do to start telling their story? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first off, I would go to my Instagram at Street Says and click the link in my bio that's got a 30 second story 
worksheet and you can do what I just did with that story arc and you can walk through your own story to clarify that. And the whole effort is to tell your story in 30 seconds. So the key is with that, simplify, simplify, simplify. We're trying to tell a really big story with 18 paragraphs and one Instagram post and expect that to land when what we want more than anything is what's the simple story. Give me Uh three paragraphs, who I was, what happened, who I am. Tell that story in 30 seconds. See if you can do that. Again, on my Instagram, I just dropped a video of my my why in 27 seconds. And Uh did it take practice? Did it take clarity? Absolutely. A lot of it. But- um, it just took some work of going, okay, this is my big story. How do I narrow that? How do I simplify that to the really key three points, three acts that make that as clear as possible? And so when you're thinking to go out there and share your story, your unique story, why you do what you do as a coach, as a nutritionist, as a, as a fitness trainer, whatever that is, I want you to think, how did I get here? What happened to get me here? Or who am I? What happened to get me here? And who was I before that? If you can do that, you can tell your story and captivate your audience. Absolutely. And if people need more tips, like honestly, go to Alex's Instagram and binge his content. One (laughs) is hilarious. I love the series you did about the pulling the thing out of the bag and having to make a story out of it. Gosh, that is so fun. Object lesson theater. That is a hoot. I mean, that brought me back to, that brought me back to my forensics high school day. (laughs) What? Wait, wait, what? (laughs) Would they just pull stuff out of a bag and say like, identify this? We had to do like improv, like, okay, we'll pull the thing out of the hat and here's the, here's the thing you have to act. And I was like, okay, so I guess we're acting this Uh scene. This is a pen. It's a what? It's a pen. It's a, right. I gotcha. Yeah. But your Instagram is so full of just golden nuggets for storytelling. Mm, I appreciate that. I'm going to link that in the show notes, but absolutely go follow him. He will teach you immense value. Mm Mm-hmm about how to tell your story. Yeah, fantastic. And I think that's it, right? So this is the thing. There's really two levels of this to leave people not feeling overwhelmed. Diving in and uncovering your story first is about you. It is about you embracing your story and how you got to where you are. Again, you talked about all these moms who feel overwhelmed and like they don't know where their story is. When you uncover that story, you will see yourself in a whole new light and recognize the journey that you've been on and be so damn proud of it that you can't help but share that. So first, it's about gaining empathy for yourself. Then you start to share that and show how you have empathy for your audience that's in that same situation. That's when it turns into sharing it with power and confidence and actually growing a business out of that. But first, this is about you. And you need to make sure that you give time for that. So good. So, so good. Alex, thank you so much for joining the show today. I know that this is going to, you help me. (laughs) I know you're going to help the entire audience greatly. So thank you again. I have my absolute pleasure. Fantastic interview. Thanks for asking the questions and leading the way. This is great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. 
don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.